previously on Playing the Rube. It's opening day. The Phillies are playing the Atlanta Braves. Uh, we have a Sunday night baseball game at Citizens Bank Park. Now Albanius is at third on a Chase Utley ground out, and here's Ryan Howard with a man on a third and one out. And he grounds one to second. Prado gets it over, but Albanius scores on it because it was deep enough. So now we're up 3 nothing. Nice. Wow. This is a really I, I good almost, start. Yeah, I almost forget this feeling. <laughs> So, Hamels is working on a shutout here. Maybe he'll go nine. I, I'm surprised, but you know what? Maybe Charlie just knows something better. Philly started the 2009 season with an impressive 4 nothing win against the Atlanta Braves. Cole Hamels was the name player of the game. Of course he was. Now, Colby Lewis has told us that he's not interested in playing for Charlie Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he just watched Cole Hamels pitch two innings more than he should have. <laughs> you know, we're giving it way too many runs so far. So that might continue to be a problem that we need to monitor. One in five team, but we are playing the Nationals coming up, and the Nationals aren't a very good team right now. Uh, they are 3-3 three and three on the season to start the year, uh, so that's something to look at. And they're playing in Washington. It's their home opener on a Monday. Um, Joe Blanton goes for the Phillies, and he's going up against the Nationals uh, starter, Colby Lewis. <laughs> It's poetic. Brad Lidge stretches. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of October 29th, 2008. Just days later, Ruben Amaro Jr. would be named general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. But what if, months after that, Ruben left? That's where we come in. Two guys living in their houses in 2017 will attempt to simulate the 2009 Phillies in answering the eternal question, could two guys living in their houses in 2017 do better than Ruben Amaro Jr. with the Philadelphia Phillies? Welcome to Playing the Rube. Welcome to Playing the Rube. I am Tim Malcolm, the editorial director of philliesnation.com, and with me is the Blanche to my rose, Dan Walsh. How are you? I'm all right. I do have to warn you about one thing, though, which is that usually... When we record, I'm like within two hours of having eaten ice cream, um, and that's not the case today. I haven't eaten any ice cream today, so if I seem a little on edge, uh, I just want you to know that that's why I just haven't gotten my ice cream fix. Um, I'll try to, you know, be a nice guy still, but I'm a little rough around the edges today. See, I usually just have a beer next to me when I'm recording this, so maybe you should drink beer. Maybe, you know, I don't drink at all, but with, with the way our season's gone so far in this game, I might have to. That's a, that's a great transition. Uh, the Phillies are 1-5 this year. That's right. You're listening to a podcast where the Phillies stink. By the way, for those of you who don't know what this podcast is, I'm Tim Malcolm, and with me is Dan Walsh. And we are simulating the Philadelphia Phillies in 2009 through Out of the Park Baseball 2018. Yes, I know. We're doing a Back to the Future thing. The point of the podcast is we're trying to be better at GMing the Phillies than Ruben Amaro was in 2009 by trying to win a world championship and by keeping the Phillies more relevant in all of baseball through 2011 and beyond, which is what he couldn't do. So 
yeah, our team right now is one and five. We obviously last week did the first week of games, and we won the first, and then we lost five. So um, what do you think? Are you at the point now where you're already writing down trade possibilities, or are you saying, let's breathe? No, let's definitely breathe. I mean, sample sizes aren't meaningful until, you know, depending on the statistic, it might be, you know, 100 innings, it might be 100 at-bats, you know, whatever it is. But certainly six games will not be enough to give us valuable sample sizes. And even if we were going to make a trade this early, most of our players have been performing below their, their true value. So we'd be kind of selling low on some of them. Right. So, yeah, I'm with you totally. I mean, we're just putting that out there because there are, I'm sure, armchair GMs out there who would go, oh, I got to trade this guy already. No, that's not what you do. You wait a little bit longer and you hope that maybe we see some positive returns and then we can start to figure out what we want to do in the future. So I'm with you completely on that. By the way, the podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio and at YouTube.com slash Phillies Nation. Got to remember to do that every week. Just make sure people know that this podcast is around and available and you can hear it while you're listening to it. Yeah, I don't know how you – I mean, do you do you have that list of services written down or do you just have it memorized at this point? Because no, it's you totally nail memorized. it every time. I, I, it's memorized. I do it for the Phillies Nation podcast too, and that's all memorized too. Yeah, I've, I've been wondering that for a while because you get, you get the whole list every time, and I'm like, I don't know if I've even <laughs> – you know, if I could even keep track of all these things. That's why I'm the podcast host, Dan. That's right. That's right. I'm just a lazy schlub who shows up every few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, schlub. All right, so let's talk about what we're doing today. Obviously, the Phillies are 1-5. We have an interesting week ahead of us. We are going to Washington to face the Nationals. It's their home opener. It's Monday, and we get to face the guy that we were trying to court all spring training, Colby Lewis, which we uh, ended last week's podcast with by saying it would be a very compelling narrative, and surely the narratives are out for us this week. Uh, any, any thoughts about Colby Lewis going into this big game? Well, so if this were a play of some kind or, or any kind of drama, so far he would definitely be emerging as the villain. Mm. But um, what concerns me is that part of the reason we were willing to keep that terrible negotiation going on so much longer than he really deserved it to is that he's a good pitcher, and the game really thinks very highly of him. So to, to face him, and especially because he's on the Nationals, you know, uh, they're within our division. They should be pretty bad this year, but uh, they're still within our division. We might see him a few times this year. Uh, it, it's cause for, uh, you know, at least keeping track of how he's doing. Yeah, I, I think Colby's probably going to be more of like a Rosencrantz in our play. Um, he'll definitely be an emerging player early on, but he'll kind of fade into the background. And then maybe later on in the future, get his own play, spinoff play. <laughs> but um, so I guess we'll have our own villain, a real like you know, primary villain later on here, uh, and it won't be Mr. Colby Lewis. But I wanted to kind of jump into, before we get into the games, let's look at the minor leagues because we've done a lot of talking about the actual big club, and we haven't talked really at all about Lehigh Valley or Clearwater or Redding or Lakewood. So I want to do a thing that I'm calling, this is original, the minor league report. Yeah, that is original. Very creative. Thank you. All right, let's start with Lehigh Valley, where currently our pickup over the uh, spring training, or the offseason, I guess, D'Angelo Jimenez is hitting three thirty three with a four seventy one OBP. His OPS is 1.137. He's got a home run and a double in 17 plate appearances, plus four, four walks and no strikeouts. Who's, who's, who's the smart GM now? 
Yeah, you're looking pretty good with that one. Um, yeah. and, and I think that he he started off well in spring training too, right? When we first when he first showed up. In the first week or so, he was very yeah, nice, the and then he kind week. of cooled down after that. So hopefully in this case he can carry out that success, and then we have him in the minors as, you know, if we need a utility infielder at some point, we can look to him. Right. And our friend Andy Tracy has two home runs already, and he's also hitting pretty well uh, for the Pigs. So that's good to see Andy Tracy is trying to continue to push his way onto the team. Uh, speaking of off-season acquisitions gone right so far, and it's only been one start, so it's a very small sample size, but Eric Hurley went five and two-thirds innings and gave up two runs uh, for the Pigs. His ERA is 3.18. That's all smoke and mirrors, probably, because he gave up 10 hits in that game, and his batting average against is 385 with a 455 batting average balls in play. So I'm sure he'll get knocked back down to earth at some point soon. Yeah, probably. But, you know, it's it's worth still keeping an eye on him because I really don't know what to make of him still. <laughs> yeah. You know? Same here. Uh, Scott Matheson has five strikeouts and three and a third inning in relief, so that's good to see. Um, only one walk there, so that's someone I think we should keep tabs on, uh, especially if our bullpen is, continues to be as terrible as it is right now. And over in Lakewood, the only other team that has started so far, a number of players have very good offensive starts. Led by Travis Darno, the uh, top catcher in our system, at least prospect-wise. He's got two home runs and a triple in his first three games for an OPS of 1.468. He's hitting 417 on the year. At this point, you have to say that in three games, Travis Darno has jumped up to the top prospect in the system list, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, part of, the, <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're being partly sarcastic, but you have to keep in mind, too, who some of these other people in our minor leagues are right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he does have loads of potential still. So, um, you know, he's he's very young. He's playing all the way down in Lakewood. So obviously we're not going to hear much about him this season, but depending on how many seasons we actually carry out our little experiment here, he might be someone who actually, uh, you know, is, is an important part of our future. And uh, also Michael Dabbs, who was a 2009 draft pick, and I should just take this moment to tell our uh, our listeners that the draft is actually happening in December, the year prior. So when I say 2009 draft pick, it was December 2008 draft pick. Uh, the reason it's doing that is because the game decided to put 2009 draft picks in the system already. So Michael Dabbs is already in the system as part of the 2009 draft, and he has a 412 average with uh, one home run, two doubles in 17 plate appearances. So a nice start for Mr. Dabs. I'm sure that he will spark some sort of a fad in the future where he dabs it on him, would you say? <laughs> I kind of hope not. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a terrible trend if it took shape. <laughs> I would hate that. Yeah. Um, and right now the Lakewood pitching staff is just getting going and not really anybody showing anything strong. Kyle Drayback, probably the top pitching prospect, uh, at least in Lakewood, uh, gave up four runs, three of them earned in five innings in his first start. So not a great start for him, but we'll see what happens. It's very, very early in the 2009 season, and it's early with the Phillies. They're 1-5. and five. So, all right, should we uh, jump into Colby Lewis land? Let's jump into Colby Lewis land. So the the starter today is uh, Joe Blanton, who um, I don't know. I feel like he could be sort of a rock in this rotation, um, but you know he's 
to me, he's more like a four starter. And right now, he's kind of been shoved into the two role. Um, he's signed on till this year, and it's arbitration. So next year, he'll make more than the five point five million he's making right now. Do, do you like Joe Blanton as sort of a, a, a part of this rotation for the future with all the money he's making in arbitration, or or are you kind of watchful eye on him and maybe trade value for the future? Yeah, for me right now, we need innings out of him. Our, our rotation is so thin that he's actually, you're right, he's actually our second best pitcher behind only Cole Hamels is better than him. So, you know, so that's at every stage of our, um, you know, every level of our of our franchise right now, Joe Blanton's the second strongest pitcher. So, you know, normally a player of his caliber, you'd say, right, back-end starter, he can give us innings, he'll stay healthy, and there's a lot of value in that. You know, $5.5 million for a guy who pitches, you know, 200 innings a year, you know, whatever it ends up being, um, is still kind of a bargain, even if his ERA ends up being four and a half. Um, so maybe maybe some trade value down the line um, if we find other pitchers through trades or, or whatever it is. But right now I think he's more valuable to us as a guy who can get us through the season and hopefully keep us from you know getting blown out too many games in a row. Yeah, he's 28 years old. His overall in the game is a 50. Uh, his potential is also a 50, so that leads us to believe that he is kind of at his peak right now. And his stuff, movement, are all very average at 50. His control's a little bit better. So he just seems to be that sort of stabilizing back-end rotation guy. But we kind of have to use him as a two-starter right now because our pitching core is so thin. So I'm with you on that one. I think, you know, down the line we could definitely look at his value. But at this point, we need to, like, have it. We need to have a stable pitching staff. And I'm worried, you know, over the next couple weeks, if the pitching staff continues to have a lot of problems beyond Hamels, that we're going to have to really scramble and look for some solutions sooner than later. So hopefully it does stabilize a little bit for us. Yeah, I mean, right now, uh, you know, just to remind everyone, our pitching staff is Blanton and Hamels, obviously. And then Hap is injured. Moyer's out probably for the year. So right now our starters are those two and then Kendrick. Brett Myers, and Rodrigo Lopez. So we're not striking fear into anyone's hearts when they come into Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, Jay Happ, uh, however, I just found out that he is ready to come back. So that's good. That's really good news for us. We're going to put him on the roster. Um, and Rodrigo Lopez obviously goes back down to AAA and becomes part of that rotation, um, which is good news. Uh, so that'll help us a little bit. But you know, we still have Kyle Kendrick in this rotation and we're still peddling Joe Blanton as a number two starter and Brett Myers sort of kind of as a co number two starter, I guess. And that, that could be problematic for us down the line. Yeah, definitely pitching um, is the thing that I expect to be our weakness. So before we do go into the game, I do have to mention to you that Miguel Cairo has now uh, completely cleared waivers and he's still on the DFA list, but he will not accept a trip to triple a lehigh valley so <laughs> i think it's time that miguel cairo is uh gone i guess right yeah i mean so i guess we have a few options here um do you think that anybody would be interested in trading uh anything for miguel cairo because really our only options are shop him around right or just completely release him i think yeah i mean I don't know. I, he might have just like one day left on the DFA list, so that that would make it very tough uh, to pull off a trade quickly. But we could try it. Do you want to just try really quick to shop him around and see what we can get? Yeah, I mean, at least 
you know, see some names. Uh, maybe even if it's just a guy who's like, you know, rated a 30, but he's a starter, you know, starting pitcher, might be able to throw him in the minors and, you know, just have him in case we need him. All right. So before we get to this game, let, let me make a couple calls. <laughs> I'm making calls, Dan. Stop laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't let me interrupt. I'm getting a little bit of a beat, actually, on him. Are you really? Yeah. Guys guys are a little bit interested in, in the marginal uh, infielder who's probably in AAA. All right. So the only pitcher that I have uh, received any word about is David Percy of the Toronto Blue Jays. Percy is 20, okay. he's 26 years old. He's an overall 20. His potential is a 20. So that tells you right now that he might not be a long-term solution for us. Right. Uh, he has pitched. He's in the Blue Jay rotation because they don't really have pitchers that they can throw in there right now. Um, but he had a very bad first start. He only threw four and two-thirds, gave up five earned runs. He walked four, and he struck out three. So, um, you know, not, we're, we're going to gamble if we take uh, a guy like David Percy. Um, his contract status, he does not have any option years left, so we'd have to put him in the major league rotation. Um, I'm a little worried about that, especially with, you know, is he worth demoting Hap, uh, demoting Kendrick? I honestly don't know. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't think so at all. So the other names, Blue Jays are actually quite interested in Miguel Cairo. Uh, they're also offering us, uh, catcher Kyle Phillips, who is currently in AAA, uh, also a 20 overall. Um, last year, because that's a little bit more of a sample size, he hit 306 for Double A with a 370 OBP, 455 slugging percentage. So pretty good numbers. Um, he doesn't have a lot going for him though in the ratings game. He's a 50 to 40 in most things, and his position rating. He's a catcher, and he's only a 45 in position rating. There, his catcher ability and arm are both a 50, so he seems more like an offensive first, maybe backup catcher at the end of the day. Um, considering we do have a couple backup catchers in the system, I don't know how I feel about that, but he's only 25, so is that someone we want to grow, or what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, so far, none of these people are super excited, and they're kind of exactly what you'd expect people to trade from Miguel Cairo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we do have some catchers right now. Our AAA catchers are Paul Baco and Paul Hoover. We have the Pauls down there. And the Pauls. Um, neither one is super young, but definitely guys that we could use as a backup catcher if we needed to. And then, uh, you know, we have Travis Darno. We already talked about farther down. We have Lou Marson in, in Redding. So, uh, so I don't know. Uh, you know, it, he's something. He's better than just releasing a guy, maybe. But uh, I don't know if he's, you know, really necessary. Yeah. Um, there is one other guy that I want to make up here and that's, uh, bring up here and that's Corey Sullivan. He's a center fielder in the Mets organization. Currently he's in triple a, he is in his final option year. So this would be it for him. The reason I bring him up is because we do need probably one more outfielder in triple a. Um, he is a pretty decent outfielder defensive wise, not great, but he's a 50 at center field. He's playable there. He's got really good range. So that helps. Um, he's also got decent gap power, 55, 55 potential, and his stealing and base running are actually very high too, 65 there, he's got 50 speed, so he's sort of like a poor man's five tool player, I guess, he's 29 years old, so he's kind of tapped out as far as his potential, but he would be sort of a, you know, fourth outfielder or even a third outfielder in Lehigh Valley. To me, that seems like something we do need a little bit, 
But I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would say it's either between him or Kyle Phillips if we wanted to kind of throw something to Phillips. But I don't, I don't know if he's really worth it. Yeah, I, I would kind of lean towards Sullivan just because our you know, like not even as a future major league piece necessarily, just as a guy who can play in the outfield in Lehigh Valley because you know, and I, I I've said this before too. We have to remember how bad the Iron Pigs were for a little while, and really all the Phillies minor league teams were for a while. I mean, now you know, present day in real life, those teams are pretty good. You know, they're very strong teams, but for a while it was like there wasn't. You would show up, and there wasn't really anybody you were really excited to see. Yeah. So, um, you know, so we might want guys just to kind of fill out that roster, even it's not you know non prospects, just organizational depth kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm actually kind of inclined to do this since Miguel Cairo would be a sunk cost for us. Uh, it would cost us three hundred thousand dollars in salary because Sullivan's making a little bit more than Cairo. But I'll take the chance to to bring him in. Okay, sure, yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So with that done, let's move into finally Colby Lewis land. You ready to play? I've been ready to play. Let's do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so your lineup today for the Phillies against the Nationals. Rollins at shortstop. Tyke Redman is batting second at center field. Charlie Manuel is not going to end that one. Uh, Chase Utley is batting third. Howard fourth. Worth fifth. Abania sixth. Ruiz seventh. Dobbs eighth at third base. And Blanton on the mound. And the Nationals have Elijah Dukes leading off. All right. Ronnie Belliard. Ryan Zimmerman, Adam Dunn hitting fourth, Josh Willingham, Christian Guzman, Willie Harris in center field, and Kelly Shopik at catcher, and then Mr. Colby Lewis. Well, I guess Tyke Redman is just going to be your two-hitter for the for the time being. Yeah, clearly clearly Charlie set the lineup when Victorino was our everyday center fielder, and then Victorino gets hurt, and Charlie's like, ah, I did enough work this week. Yeah, Let's no, just, I, whoever he, center field today gets to play gets, gets to hit second. He won a World Series last year. I don't blame the guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, here we go. First inning of the game. Rollins hits one to left center, and it's going to get off the wall. He's going to have a double on this one. So a nice start for Jimmy Rollins, who's who's hitting well this year. Four eighty one. Oh, nice. Here's Tyke Redman in the two hole. Let's see what he can do here. He grounded out. But he did move did he? Rollins over to third because of the grounder to first. That's exactly what I was going to say. Is I hope he can at least move him over. He, he's a professional hitter is what he is. <laughs> by definition, yes. Utley hits one to hit. the left, and it's going to be caught by Willingham, but it's deep enough, and we have a one nothing lead. See? Take that, Colby Lewis. Yeah, his ERA is now 3-6-8. Boom. <laughs> uh, Ryan Howard has walked. Lewis's fourth walk of the year. Lewis had 10 strikeouts in his first start. Wow. And Jason Worth grounds out the shortstop. So one nothing lead after one. Uh, we've made Kobe Lewis look somewhat human, although he's only thrown well, he's 15 pitches. That's not bad for the Phils. And yeah, the light, and we give Blanton a little, a little bit of a lead here. Yeah, hopefully he can uh, have that shutdown inning. He just made Elijah Dukes ground out bunting, so Elijah Dukes definitely trying to fire those fans up into, into Nationals Park here. Which I'm sure that there's like 30,000 Phillies fans in the crowd right now. Probably. Oh, man, I miss those days so much. <laughs> Looks like a 1-2-3 inning for Joe Blanton. He got a couple fly outs, so nice uh, nice start there. Blanton only throwing 11 pitches in that first inning. Well, he threw seven pitches in that last at-bat to Zimmerman. But. 
and a base hit for Raul Abanez to lead off the second inning. Colby Lewis, who are you, buddy? Who are you? <laughs> See what happens when you don't want to play for us. That's right. I'm sure Charlie Emanuel had some sort of secret meeting with the club to kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. He's got some sort of info or intel on Colby Lewis. Maybe that's why Colby didn't want to come here. Oh, maybe. All right, well, a double play ball for Greg Dobbs to end the inning. Uh, clearly working out right now in the eight hole as the third baseman. He's hitting two seventeen this year. It's early, though. It is early, yep. And, uh, you know, I still feel pretty confident with him in there, at least relative to Pedro Feliz. I just like Feliz's defense, which I think is always you – know, it's good to have one like, really stout defensive player. I mean, they have good defense all across the diamond. I shouldn't say that. This is a good defensive team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I like Pedro Feliz when we had him. It's just that the game – you know, some of the game's ratings will determine who we start rather than, you know, who maybe we would have started – in real life, too. And, and the game is more favorable toward Dobbs. Yeah. All right, so a one 2 3 inning for Blanton in the second. And he uh, grounds out to Kobe, uh, grounds out against Kobe Lewis to start the third inning. Right now, Joe Blanton's pitching a no-hitter. I love it. So I just looked this up while you were while you're playing here. and Because uh, Elijah Dukes bunted in the first inning. And I was thinking to myself, why would Elijah Dukes ever bunt? It turns out he bunted he bunted twice in his career, both in 2009, and both were hits for him. Two bunt ah. hits on two bunts. Well, but so think about this. That would be the first time he ever bunted in his career then. Yeah. Because those 2009 sets that you're looking up aren't real stats. Because they're, they're <laughs> exactly. fake. They're from my, they're from fake my 09. Yes. Two quick outs for Joe Blanton here in the third inning. And here's Colby Lewis. Well, I'm sure we'll get a hit against Blanton here. Nope. Swing and a miss. Struck him out. Good start for Blanton. Yeah, really. A clean uh, clean, a clean time through the order. 37 pitches through three. Really nice. And we got a base hit for Mr. Chase Utley to lead off the third uh, fourth inning. And that'll bring up Ryan Howard. Who strikes out on a on a on a fastball looking? I hope that doesn't come back and bite oh, us in man. the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Worth also strikes out, so Colby's starting to feel himself here. Uh, he's got two strikeouts in the game. And Raul hits one to right. That's going to drop in. Utley's going to third because he was going with the pitch. And we have runners at the corners and two outs for Chooch. Sitting 192, he kind of needs something to pick him up here. Yeah, really. And Chase Utley is just such a smart base runner. Yeah, he's dreamy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he is dreamy. All right, Ruiz flies out to end the inning, so no dice there. But put some pressure on. Let's see if Elijah Dukes bunts again. Now ah, he walks. I'm sure he was trying to bunt. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what threw off Blanton. So the perfect game is over. And so was the no-hitter, because Belliard just singled to left field. So we have two men on here for the Nationals and nobody out. And the heart of the order is coming up, Ryan Zimmerman. Howard gets it out on a ground ball, which is surprising. Yeah, good thing he didn't have to make a throw to second. Yeah, I was, I was worried for a second that he would. 
All right, another ground out, and luckily it didn't score a run as Adam Dunn grounds out to Howard again. And that'll bring up Josh Willingham with two on and two out. Let's see if we can get him. Got him! Struck him out. Nice. Sinker on the outside corner. Look at that guy. That that at bat was uh, sinker, fastball, 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 sinker. <laughs> just just well, knowing what he's doing, what he knows. Yeah, it worked, and he's been super efficient so far this game. So I guess uh, you know, don't have to uh, mess around too much. Well, Lewis is starting to really get himself going here. He just got Blanton on a strikeout, third of the game, and here's Jimmy Rollins with two outs. Hits one to right. It's back. It's going to fall in. That's going to go to second. Rollins to third, and he got there. Second triple of the year for Jimmy Rollins. Oh, wow. Could we see another 2020-2020 campaign? I wouldn't hate it. And Tyke Redmond did exactly what he usually does. Ground out to the right side. <laughs> that's, what, inning, that's what he's there for. Inning over. <laughs> <laughs> Christian Guzman uh, with a base hit to start off the bottom of the fifth inning against Joe Blanton, who's now got 64 pitches. Still pretty efficient here. Yeah, and no runs, which is really the big thing. Knocking on wood. Willie Harris bunts. Well, the Bunton Nationals over here. Uh, it is a sacrifice that gets Guzman to second. Man on second and one out. Kelly Shopik at the plate, hitting 348. But this time he strikes out. Joe Blanton on his giddy up. Four strikeouts today. And here's Colby Lewis with uh, two out. Oh, he had a base hit. Did he really? Colby Lewis is tied to the game with an RBI single. Man, see, <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was going to come back to haunt us. Uh, by pitching super well, but apparently he's going to knock in some runs against us. Nice play by Utley to to finish off the inning. He's so dreamy. And we go to the sixth with a 1-1 score. And Colby Lewis is starting to really pitch well. Just struck out Chase Utley. Got to get some runs. Yep. He threw 71 pitches, so he's getting a little more efficient, too. Another strikeout against Ryan Howard. Howard's hitting 120 on the early going. Yeah, we really need him to turn around because that could really change everything in that lineup. I mean, we, we know that from, from experience. <laughs> Good inning for Colby Lewis there. He's through 80 pitches in six innings. Blanton's coming back, though, and he struck out Belliard to lead off the sixth inning. Five Ks for Blanton. And an infield single for Ryan Zimmerman because Greg Dobbs is playing third base, Dan. <laughs> Strikeout of Adam Dunn. Two outs in the inning, and that'll bring up Josh Willingham again in a big spot. And Dobbs just threw the ball away. Oh, man, we might need to rethink this. Oh. Zimmerman's at third. Willingham is now at second. Big spot here. Christian Guzman at the plate. Chase Utley got him with a ground out. Okay. Okay. <sighs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, we will continue to monitor the third base situation all season. 
Uh, right now, my concern, though, in this game is that I don't have a ton of confidence in our bullpen. I mean, there yeah. are a couple guys, obviously Ryan Madsen, I feel uh, pretty comfortable with. But we have a lot of guys, too, who, um, you know, the game does not rate very highly. All right, so Greg Dobbs does redeem himself a little bit here. He just hit a double against Kobe Lewis. So with two outs, man on second. And Charlie's going to, you know, hit Joe Blanton. Oh, man, are you serious? Wait. Base hit. <laughs> we, just, we just took the lead on a pitcher single. The pitchers are See? hitting today. And people want the DH in the National League. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Who are those people? And let's get a list together and find them and beat them. I mean, I kind of do too. But today, with Joe Blanton hitting a, hitting a base knock, scoring a run, I'm fine with it. Well, that's over because Willie Harris just tied the game with a home run. Really? Well, I, I don't understand. Now Blanton's at 103 pitches. I, I, like it didn't make sense that he was back. He was out there to hit in the in this in the seventh inning. No, absolutely not. And now, and you know, Charlie, our version of Charlie, you know, Robot Charlie, loves leaving pitchers in there too long, uh, as we saw with Hamels, and that might be part of why Lewis didn't want to pitch for us. Well, Kobe Lewis is now hitting two, and he just grounded one to third, and our old friend Greg's Do- Greg Dobbs couldn't make the throw. I am feeling worse and worse about this. Two outs in the inning on a fly ball out. Here's Ronnie Belliard, a chance. Okay, so Blanton's now out of the game. Chad Durbin came in to finish it off, and he got the out. But way, I mean, way too late. I don't understand why Charlie's keeping him in that game in the seventh inning. It's just, I'm surprised. Yeah, there's no reason for him to hit. I mean, he was he was pitching very well, and not, you know, I mean, 100 pitches isn't unreasonable, but it's, you know, why was he still in there in the first place? Well, it's only the second start of the year, too. So yeah, that's I, you know. also part of it. You want to kind of work your way up to the starts where you go into the hundreds. Yeah. All right, so Tyke Redman walked. He moved a second on a ground out, and now Ryan Howard is struck out. So with two outs, we have Jason Worth with a chance to get him home. And Worth walks. Colby Lewis is at 112, maybe more than that now, pitches. 117. And Raul Abana is in the... And he struck out. Oh. Uh, I think Abanez has two hits today, too, right? Um, He might. Yes, he does. Eight strikeouts for Colby Lewis. Well, he's looking like he was worth the money. Yeah. Zimmerman singles off a of Durbin to lead off the inning. That's a good sign. All right. Strikeout of Adam Dunn. Why Durbin's still in there to face the left-hand Adam Dunn is beyond me. Yeah, he's got the platoon advantage, and he's a power hitter. All right, fly out of Josh Willingham, and now it's Christian Guzman at the plate. Two outs. Two on with a walk. Durbin's now at 30, what, three pitches? Here's Willie Harris. Another walk. Base is loaded. You bringing somebody else in or no? Ryan Madsen has entered the game, and he struck out Shopik. <laughs> See, perfect. Yeah, that's how he drew it up the whole time, right? <laughs> Two consecutive. Absolutely. All these lefties in a row, and he keeps Durbin in there. Lead off single for Char- for Carlos Ruiz. 
All right, here we go. Dobbs at the plate here in the ninth inning. He tries to bunt, but he missed it. Wow, this is like the, the worst possible game he could have, yeah. really. Now one out as he lined out. Here's Stavisky to pinch hit. Brian Stavisky, oh, big spot. <laughs> Hitting 250 on the year. Not Matt Stairs, Brian Stavisky. All right, he grounded out. Was almost a double play, but uh, did not happen that way. It was broken up. So Stavisky's on first for Rollins. Hits one to left. It's going to fall in. Stavisky's going to second. He's going to stop there. It was only a single. All right. Matt Stairs is now in. There you go. Swings. Deep center field. It's back. Ah, it's caught. Ah. On the track. All right, bottom of the ninth inning. And a leadoff walk to Espinosa. Uh, Scott Ayer's in the game now. Scott Ayer, who maybe would have been better served pitching against all those lefties. Yeah. Instead of Durbin. Well, now he's pitching against a host of righties. <laughs> all right, two outs now on a fly ball out from Belliard. Up. Oh. Ryan Zimmerman just hit a walk off. Oh my god. I had a feeling. Why is Scott Air? <laughs> why is Scott Air? Why? I don't know why Scott Air is. Oh man. He should have been used earlier against all the lefties. Might have avoided the need to bring in Madsen in that in that jam. And then we would have had him for the sitting. Oh, boy. In the weekly power rankings, we're 28th out of 30. Yep, this is the, this is the <laughs> returning world champions here. <laughs> I can't even suggest that Scott Ayer be a specialist. Oh, that sucks. So we just let him falter yeah, here. Bad. We just let him falter. Scott yeah, Eric, all these guys. Good. The uh, all, all the relievers were kind of put in a position to fail. They were kind of set up to fail, and then they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand why Durbin was was out there for so long. Why Blanton was out there for so long, and it's it's mind boggling. I don't get it either. And, and well, the other thing, and I, I don't know why I haven't said this yet. I, I can't figure out why, why Colby Lewis was rated as he, he's a 70, I think, right? A 70 grade pitcher out of 80. Yeah, when yeah. this is 2009 and 2008, he didn't pitch in major league baseball. He pitched in an international league in 2007. Uh, his ERA was six forty five. in 2006. He only threw three innings. 2005. He was hurt. 2004, you know what I mean? Like, his ERA was only under five in a significant chunk of time. Wait, no, it never was to that point in a significant, not in any significant length of time. So I don't know why he's rated at a 70. Well, I think it's like the old he's got the stuff to be great kind of thing. Must be. 
and yeah. they're just they're just going by that. I can't question the game too much. I can question our manager. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we need to see the game as a self-contained universe where that's an acceptable rating for Colby Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we talk about the sponsor really quick before we get into the next round of games and want to kill ourselves even more. PhilliesNation.com is the place where you can get news, information, opinion, and much more about the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, it might be a bad season for the Phillies, but there's a lot of great stuff at PhilliesNation.com. We're talking about trades and trade deadlines, and we're talking about the future of guys like Nick Williams. We have our promometer where we look at guys like Williams and Roman Quinn and J.P. Crawford and try to find out when they might actually make the ball club. It's really the best kind of information that you can get free of all the nonsense that you hear on Twitter, free of all the hot takes that are on the really bad websites I'm not going to mention. It's just good stuff. So you want to go to philliesnation.com for all the informed takes, some good opinion and some good commentary, and most of all, the best darn Phillies coverage on the web. We're also on Twitter at philliesnation, on Instagram at philliesnation underscore, and you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash philliesnation. Go to philliesnation.com today Always updated, new stuff every day, and that is that. Dan, we should move into yes. the next part of this national series. We have a day off on Tuesday, um, and hopefully nothing happens. I'm praying that nothing happens. What, you don't want any more stars to get hurt? I really don't. No, no. <laughs> so we got some really interesting news on the wire. Um, this might actually hurt something if we wanted to trade for a pitcher in the future. Toronto has just lost Roy Halladay for the season. Oh, man, that's a shame. Stretched elbow ligament. He'll be out for at least the year. Ooh, man, you hate to see that. Like, even even if he, even before he was on the Phillies in real life, right, everybody kind of loved Roy Halladay. He's such a class act. He's such a phenomenal pitcher. You just kind of love to, to follow him and, and watch him pitch. So it, it's a shame. Uh, by the way, Drew Naylor has uh, cleared waivers, thank God, and we could just pop him back in Clearwater without any issue, and he's just not on the 40-man roster anymore. All right, that's easy enough. All right, let's see what happens here. Again, Tommy Malone, Brett Myers on the hill, sporting a 12-4-6 ERA, and a 5 to nothing loss. That sounds about right. <laughs> So I guess the question becomes, you know, we keep saying we're not concerned. It's super early. Sample sizes fluctuate, right? At what point do we get concerned? Because now we're one in seven. Yeah, I think if – I think the end of April is probably the first real concern point to me. Um, I would say that – boy, if at the end of April – we have, like, five or six wins, you know? Like, we win once mm-hmm. every four games or five games or something like that, which we're not doing right now. But if that kind of is the trend overall, then I think we start to talk about, you know, how quickly do we want to try to make moves that are for right now, and how quickly do we want to kind of move on maybe rebuilding very quickly. You know, I, I don't know if we would do that in May, but I think we have to start talking about it in April, at the end of April. Yeah, you know, there's that old there's that old saying, and most old sayings are like stupid and annoying, but that that you don't that you can't win a championship in April, but you can play yourself out of one. You know, meaning you can get so far behind the other teams that it just becomes impossible to leapfrog all of them. 
And, you know, so, uh, you know, it's still early. We're still, you know, on week one, you know, starting week two. But I think you're right. I think that that's when that should be our timeline of reassessing our goals here uh, is around the end of April. Yeah, definitely. Um, some quick roster moves that had to be made. There was an injury to a pitcher in Clearwater. Um, and Clearwater currently had a three-man rotation uh, because I didn't put Drew Naylor in again, but now he's back in. So I need to move Johan Fland up from Lakewood. And Johan Fland in his first start pitched all nine innings and struck out about seven or six. So um, he's 23 years old. I think he probably just deserves to move up anyways. So I'm putting him up. Yeah, that sounds right. In that 5 to nothing loss to the Nationals, I just want to see how many hits we got. Five. And two of them came from Chase Utley. Well, at least Utley and Rollins are doing pretty well. Yeah, Utley's hitting three thirty three on the year. Rollins, even with an 0 for 4 game, is at four twenty nine. Abine is hitting three fifty five, so that's good to see. Uh, Ryan Howard is at 100, so he's got to start picking it up. Myers, yeah, he's really the one who has to do it. Myers only gave up two earned runs in seven innings, so he actually pitched well. Uh, but Chanho Park, in his inning, gave up uh, two runs. So, not very good. Yeah, and Chanho Park is supposed to be one of our better-rated relievers, so it's really a shame to see him, uh, you know, let a game slip away like that. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on to the next day of events. We have Kyle Kendrick on the hill, finally making a real start against the Nationals' Scott Olson. Remember Scott Olson? Vaguely. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> An 8-3 to three loss. Yeah, this is bad. This is getting really bad. I, I was not seeing this coming at all. No, I wasn't thinking that we would just waltz into the playoffs or anything like that, but I was thinking that we would at least be, you know, it would be a strong showing, especially early on. Uh, you know, we, when we have the series against a Nationals team, which really shouldn't even be very good. Yeah, Josh Willingham had two home runs in this game. Um, Kyle Kendrick went six and two-thirds. He gave up four earned runs, struck out just one, walked two, six three zero ERA. Ryan Madsen gave up three runs in this game. I mean, he's – it's like it's like a plague right now for these guys. And Brian Stavisky had two hits, so there you go. He's hitting yeah. 294. <laughs> it, I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> the game was over by the first inning when uh, Willingham hit a grand slam against Kendrick. Well, hopefully we can have our our uh, our, our chances will improve here because we're going to face the Padres. Shouldn't be a very good team this year. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're going to be better because they're going to beat us for three straight games. I have absolutely no, at this point, expectations for how we're going to play. Yeah, and, and, you know, so what I'm thinking now even is that are we going to have to make a a bigger, you know, like a splashier kind of move? When really I thought that this season we would be, you know, fine-tuning things, finding, you know, some middle relievers. We started off talking about bench bats and improving our our bench and our depth. Uh, But, but, you know, if our starting pitching stays this bad all season, are we going to have to move a valuable piece uh, you know, like Jason Worth, or like, I don't want to say Chase Utley, but, you know, yeah. 
to get back some, you know, multiple good pitchers or a good pitcher and a decent, you know, outfielder or something like that. Yeah, we're going to have to, I think we're going to get, I don't want to get there yet, but I think we're, we're, we might have to have some talks. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not there yet. I'm just thinking like, are we going to have to make some harder decisions than I thought we'd have to make in this first season? Yeah. Mike Sisko, some bad news for a starting pitcher out of Clearwater, the guy I put on the DL recently. He's going to be out for about four months with a torn meniscus. So that's that's a tough break for him. Um, he's a 21-year-old starting pitcher. All right. Let's play the San Diego Padres, and let's get a win. It's going to be Hamels against Matt Latos. So hopefully we get a win here. Yep. You kind of really need Hamels to be, you know, the, the the best version of Hamels. He he pretty much was. <laughs> but did it matter? We lost one to nothing. <laughs> of course we did. Oh, good gravy boat. Brian Schneider hit a home run against Hamels. As the... are you serious? Solo I... shot. The game's only run. Brian Schneider. Oh man. This is this is not looking good. Um, so bad. Ryan Howard is now hitting 081 on the year. And 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 what do you do? You know you don't send him down. You you, you don't bench him. Well, no, you know, of Ryan, course not. He's, no, he's Ryan Howard, and it's not like we have a ton of other options right now. So you just kind of have to let him play through it. But man, that's bad. I mean, the sad thing is we have a lot of one run losses right now. And that tells you that we're just not doing the one thing or the, the two things that need to be done to win these games. It also means that maybe our luck will change sooner than later and we'll have a couple of wins here. But it's it, it, we're getting too, like, you know, sad right now. Yeah. Well, does the game give us a Pythagorean record? Uh, let me take a look real quick at the standings. I don't, I don't know if it will. Um, let's see here. One and nine. Uh, the Blue Jays are one and eleven, so we're not the worst team in baseball. <laughs> well, we have that going for us. Uh, currently, let's see here. Expanded standings. Uh, we do not have a. Path- oh no, two and eight. Two and eight. All right, so not really much better. I was hoping for some kind of solace in the Pythag, but I guess not this time. The Blue Jays Pythagorean is three and nine. So. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they're not actually worse than us. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, currently, we have among National League the National League uh, the worst bullpen ERA at seven three one. We have uh, tied for the fourteenth runs against fifty six. We have a decent like middle of the road offense, I guess I would call it, but the pitching is really back of the road here and quite bad. Yeah, and that's the middle of the road offense with Ryan Howard being as useless as anyone's ever been, and without Shane Victorino as you know a secondary spark plug behind Jimmy Rollins. So, so the offense should turn around, but the the middle relief or or the bullpen in general, I'm just not sure. All right, so we're playing Jake Peavy today on April 19th. It's Jake Peavy against Jay Happ. Happ is trying to get better from a 14.54 ERA. So we'll see. I certainly hope it doesn't get worse. Five to two loss. Yeah, I mean, I was just gonna, I was just gonna say that in 2009, Jake Peavy was coming off a year. You know, in 2008, his ERA was 285. So I didn't want to, you know, speak too soon, but I did not have high hopes for this game. 
Well, we're now one in ten. We have just just what you'd expect from the from the world champions. We're, we uh we're on a ten game losing streak. And uh, let's see if anybody's done anything solid in this game. Hap went five innings, gave up two earned runs. He struck out nine, but he walked four. And Chad Durbin did not pitch too well either. Two runs in two-thirds of an inning. Um, it's actually a four-game series against the Padres. I apologize. So more reasons to, get, to, to, to just bash your head against the wall. All right. Just what we needed. So let's get to be uh, Kevin Correa going for the Padres today against Joe Blanton. We have a 13 to 11 win. Nice, perfect. Yep, I don't care what the what the team's ERA is. <laughs> we scored 13. We're good. We are 29th in the league in uh, power rankings, so that's good. Um, <laughs> third, right where we belong. So the 13 to 11 win. We were up uh, four to one. Then uh, we went down five to four. But then we scored seven runs in the fifth inning. That might be just what we need in that inning. Yeah, hopefully Ryan Howard was part of all this. Ryan Howard went two for five with four RBI. No home runs, okay, good. but he did have a nice game. So that's good to see. Jason Worth hit two homers in this. Or excuse me. Jason Worth hit one homer in this game. Greg Dobbs also hit a home run. Um, Worth had a really good game as well. So... That's really, really good. Blanton didn't necessarily pitch that well, and the pitching continues to be a real problem, but we got to win. Yeah, you got to find a way to win. I don't care what it is. Um, you know, obviously, any given day, there might be some terrible pitching, but if you can score 13 runs, you should be set. All right, final game of the week. We're playing Chaseong Beck. I know I probably pronounced that wrong. Uh, Brett Myers is on the hill. Beck, uh, Beck actually has a 6.75 ERA, which is worse than Myers' 6.35. So, hey, maybe we get another one here. You can only hope. So you're saying not a pitcher's duel. I'm sure it'll finish one nothing Padres. 10-1 to one win. All right. There we go. So that's, that's two games in a row where the offense erupts, and this one's even better than the last one because we didn't just completely embarrass ourselves on the mound. Jimmy Rollins was out in front of this game. Two for three with three runs batted in, including a homer. Ryan Howard homered, Chase Utley homered, and Jason Worth homered. Good. Is that is that Howard's first homer of the year? It is Howard's second home run of the year. All right. Well, I think I'll take his only way. other hit this year was a homer. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not. I'm not joking, but I might be not. I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I don't know. Um, Myers in seven innings struck out seven, walked two. He looked great. One run given up. Very good outing for Brett Myers. All right, so maybe this is where we turn it around. We are three and ten on the season. Uh, we are tied for first in the league in stolen bases with eighteen. Good. See, that's what Rollins will do for you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who else is stealing them, but I know Rollins has a few. All right, so we just got an injury word, by the way, that Jason McIntosh of the Iron Pigs, he's a relief pitcher, has a torn biceps and will be out for two to three months. So, uh, And also Manny Ayala, who's on the starting rotation, has a dead arm and will be out for two days. Wow, it's a little early in the season for a dead arm, but uh, you know, I guess it could happen. Um it's just it's just a little scary because our pitching depth at the top of the at the top of the minors here is thinning out even further. It is, and we'll have to talk next week about some moves that we might have to make because Lehigh Valley is at twenty three players, 
and I feel like we do need to bring in one or two more guys here. Uh, they're five and seven, which is better than the Phillies, but we do need to give them a little bit of a supplemental help here. Um, none of our minor league teams are over 500 at the point. At this point, they're all one game under 500, which is fine. Uh, but we might need to do a little roster shuffling or some movement just to get some of these rosters boosted. Otherwise, we have a series with the Brewers coming up next week, uh, and then the Marlins. We're going to Florida for that one. Well, three and ten. We are six games out of first place, where the Nationals are sitting at nine and four. Maybe, maybe we were wrong about the Nationals. Oh, I really hope not. <laughs> that's the last thing we need in 2009 is a good Washington Nationals team seriously I I, I, that's the last thing I want I just want to let you know that uh, Major League Baseball has announced its players of the week Uh, we did not win one but the National League player of the week is Brian Schneider yep just 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 turn the knife that's all just turn (laughs) the knife he's our he's our Gildenstern (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we have our Rosencrantz already. Schneider and uh, Schneider and Lewis, Lewis Schneider, Schneider and Lewis, the new show on USA that is going to tear up the world. <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah. All right. So next week we'll get into the next part of April games, and we'll probably maybe make a decision or two about if it is time to really panic with a three and ten team. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to do that. Dan, uh, are you happy with how this week has turned out for us? No, but <laughs> but the last two games give us some glimmer of hope and remind us of the fact that we do have talented players, especially uh, our position players. That is true. Hopefully our pitching staff can make a turn, and if that happens, hey, we can only go up from here. All right, this has been Playing the Rube. I'm Tim Malcolm, Dan Walsh there. Thanks. I will talk to you next week, Dan. Absolutely.